Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's put our hands together this morning. Come on. that last slide back up again. I want to ask you a question this morning. You're the way, you're the truth, you're the life inside of me. You conquered my fears, so I leave it all behind. I'm running to the light. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life on the Do you believe that this morning? Are these just words that we say, or is this a conviction of our hearts? This is who our God is. He is the way. He is the truth, and he is life. Because of his actions, our fears are conquered. You don't have to live fearful. You don't have to live anxious, worried about today, worried about tomorrow. You can live in peace and hope and joy, believing because of him. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. I want the joy of the Lord bubbling away, bubbling up, ever increasing on the inside of my life so I can walk in strength every day. And the amazing thing is the Bible says we have the strength that we need for today, today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what might be. Don't worry about what might be. You have enough strength for today. Walk in today because tomorrow you'll have enough strength for tomorrow. You'll have everything. You'll never walk in lack. You'll never walk in deficit. You'll never be left alone. You'll never be abandoned because he's got you in his arms. He's got you wrapped up. God carries you in his heart, which is a magnificent thing. And here's the kicker. So I leave it all behind. What are you carrying today that you should have left behind? What are you carrying today that you should have relinquished and let go of? Because the Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. I love what Wally was saying. God is everything, love. Everything. Every facet, every angle, every part of his nature is love. So the only thing coming towards you this morning is the love of a good and loving father. So leave it all behind. Just leave it all behind. Leave yesterday. Leave the pain. Leave the exhilaration. Leave the guilt. Leave the leave it all behind. Let it go and today breathe in all God that God has for you this morning. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Receive it. Accept it. It's a gift. You entered into what you thought was just a hall or a room today, but what you've actually done is entered into the sanctuary, into the holy place, into the presence of God. Just in this presence, the Bible says, is fullness of joy. Just receive. If you're if you're lacking joy this morning, just receive. Just close your eyes, lift your hands, and just thank Him. Just, just thank Him for everything that's good in your world. Push back on the lies of the enemy. Push back on intimidation. Push back on His attack and just say, I'm getting thankful right now for what I have going on in my life. Because God, I know you're working all things together for my good. God, you're working on my behalf. Just thank Him. Just say, just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, you never leave me nor forsake you. Thank you, you've got plans for my life. Thank you, you love me. Thank you, you're making a way where there seems to be no way. I'm 
telling you, something will shift on the inside. When we were praying prior to service, that was the thing Melissa was praying. There'd be a shift. There'd be a breaking. There'd be a. And I'm going to speak about this this morning. Not just leaving slavery, but entering into victory. Not just see, because we can leave what's held us or leave what's bound us, and never actually enter into the promise or the victory that we can wander like the Israelites for 40 years. But I, I just got a sense and a feeling that today people are going to enter into victory. Victory over mindsets, victory over emotions, victory over circumstances, victory where faith just takes over and starts to rise on the inside. Come on, one more time. Let's just thank the Lord this morning. Let's just get excited. We're alive. We're in church. Cruise off guitar. CJC, like an angel. Life is good. Amen. Life is good. It is. It, this is a good life. This is a, a blessed day. Give somebody a high five or a hand clap or something before you sit down. Don't clap. Fantastic. Did you have a good week? Big week? A week? Do you know, I think us being here brings a smile to God's heart. Just being here. I love what Trent said last week that God's love language is just show up. And, and when you think of it, just just show up. Show up in the morning when you've got five minutes to pray and seek him. Yeah. He smiles. We come to church as a community and a, and a family of faith, he smiles. We go to our place of work and we're carrying joy in our spirit, he smiles. Just, just show up with God. And I feel like as we show up, God shows off. Because he starts to shine through our lives. He starts to... Bring that illumination. You know where it says you're the light of the world? Isaiah says, arise, shine, for your light has come. And I think when we find ourselves in Christ, we start to get illuminated. We start to come alive. We start to look fresh. The Bible says if you're planted in the house of the Lord, you'll be fresh and flourishing all the days of your life. And I go, you know what? I just, I just want to find myself planted so there's an energy source that is beyond me and I'm fresh and flourishing in all that I do. Amen? But hey, how good is this? What a, what a great start to service when you find out your pastor believes in tithing. I love that. Just, just let's do it. You should bring. I want, I want to let you know. I, I, I tithe on our behalf and I do it every week. I come up and I'm old school. I could do it online, but I use my credit card. But... Uh, no, Liz is, Liz is very, very generous, and she's got a great fresh revelation today. It's awesome. <laughs> we should have fun in church. We should have fun in life. Stop. I love that the Bible tells us that God used to walk with Adam and Eve in the in the garden in the cool of the evening. Yeah. So, so God created the garden. Yeah. And everything in it, and he created it for man, but then he didn't just leave it at that. He actually walked with Adam in the court. He talked with him. And, I, and I think about that. I think he walked with Adam, and he, 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 he knew what the giraffe was there, but he wanted Adam to name what it was. And, and I think, like a dad with a kid, walking along with him, he goes, what, what is that one? What are you going to call that one? Got a long neck. I'm going to call that one a giraffe. And I, and I feel like there was a smile that would have come to the face of God. Because I created this for you, and now you're naming it, you're taking ownership of it. And you're, God wants us to walk with him. I want to encourage you this week, take a walk with God. 
Because as you walk with God, what I found is God talks to you. So I think the title is Walk and Talk. I want to encourage each of us to start walking in God, walking in his ways, walking in his truth, walking under his direction so that we can hear his voice clearer in today and the days to come. Amen? And it, was anybody was anybody here with Pastor Trent last week? Anybody not here? If you weren't here, I, I really want to encourage you, just go online and, and watch that online service. The message was unbelievable. And the title was The Power of One. And, and I am blown away. The Bible says that God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God, God can use anything. God will use us. He used a donkey to speak in the Bible. But but Trent, like if we if we think about this story, was the power of one. You had a meth addict who was destroying lives. Part of his story was he got every single one of his family members addicted to meth. In, and in one year, his sister lost her marriage, lost her house, lost her kids, lost her job, lost everything because of an addiction. Trent was doing the work of the devil, right? But God can use anything, anyone, at any time, at any point, no matter where you're at. But I'm too far from God. I've done too much stuff. I'm too broken. I'm too hurt. I'm too... No. God will use the foolish things to confound the white. And, and the thing that struck me the most... For 16 years, he's not only been saved, but he's been clean. Has not touched a drug, has not touched alcohol, has not touched... For 16 years. And he said, of his family, 90 have given their lives to Christ. So for what you know, what the devil means for evil, God means for good. And will turn around situation and circumstance. He's led 90 of his direct family to Christ, who have themselves led others to Christ because he's discipled him to, this is what happened to you, this is what you do for others. And I'm like, how good is God? Yeah. We have no excuses. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm... Ch- we have no excuses except to let the love of Christ pour out of our life. God wants to use you. Yeah. God wants to make a difference. I thought about it this morning. I was, I was praying. I thought, Trent is literally changing the world. Yeah. And so can you and I. Because yeah. he's changing one life at a time. And one life at a time changes one life at a time. See, there's a saying that hurting people hurt people. Whole people make people whole. Yeah. Heal people up, bring life to We can be those people that heal others up just by having ears that hear and eyes that see. But it was just unbelievable. And I, I thought he was talking about speaking. The whole first 10 minutes of his message was, we need to speak. Don't be silent. The devil wants to rob you of your voice. Yeah. The devil wants to silence you. He wants you to sit in the middle of your situation and say nothing about it. Yeah. But everything Jesus did was speaking to the circumstance or situation he found himself in, and then it changed. Power flowed. Things shifted. Supernatural things started to happen when he spoke. Yeah. Yeah. His disciples were in the middle of a storm on, on the water. They experienced watermen, and, and he's asleep. He's at peace. God wants you to live above and beyond your challenges, your storms, your circumstances, because you just know he's got it. God's got it. All things are working together for your good. There's nothing that can take you out. You live victorious because of Jesus Christ. But speak to your storm. When you finally do rise from that peaceful sleep, stand and say, quiet, be still. And the amazing thing is there doesn't have to be a whole lot of fanfare. It can literally be in the authority that we have, quiet, be still. So what are you facing today that you need to speak to? 
What are, you, what are you challenged by today that you need to take authority over and say, quiet, be still? You've been yelling at me for a long time now. You're getting louder and louder, but I'm telling you, quiet, be still. Have you ever seen somebody? I remember when I was a young kid, my dad's he's, he's, a, he's a little man. He's five foot three, and I think he's getting shorter. <laughs> uh, you, get, you get shorter when you get older. I think he's getting shorter. My nan was four foot 11, and my auntie was four foot nine. I could nearly put my arm on their heads, but anyway, that's another story. But I remember we were walking through Avalon one night. I don't even know why we were walking, but there was an RSL and there was this little alleyway beside it. And as we're walking along, there's these guys yelling and screaming. Two of them were fighting. Others were getting bottles and smashing them on the ground. And then there's little Billy and then me, and I was even smaller at that stage. And as we're walking, he just raised his voice with authority and said, stop it now. And these guys, there was, there was six, eight, ten of them all in this. But there was an authority in what he was saying. He wasn't a policeman. He didn't have a badge on, wasn't wearing a suit. He, wasn't, he was little Bill. Now, admittedly, everybody in Avalon knew little Bill. But <laughs> it was just this authoritative, stop it now. And they all just stopped there. The two that were fighting, the guys that were smashing bottles. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my Lord, we're dead. <laughs> I had good hips back then. I was like, I can run, Dad. I don't know about you, but I can get out of here. They stopped. And then he just goes, pick it all up now. And these guys just got down and started picking up glass off. And I'm like, what is going on? And he goes, don't do it again. And then we just walked off. But I was like, what just happened? But it was like this sense, this knowing on the inside, I have the authority to say this. I have the right to say this. I can say this and it will happen. You have the authority in your life to speak to your circumstances, to speak to your emotions, to speak to your mindsets, to speak to your storms and say, quiet, be still. I want to encourage you this morning, open wide your mouth and speak towards your future. Speak towards your, your current circumstances and, and start walking in all that God has for you. He didn't go to the cross just for your salvation. One day in the by and by, in the, in the future, I, I will, I'm saved today, so my, I've got my insurance for eternity. It's, it's not just, God wants you to live in heaven on earth. And like Trent said, it won't be without its challenge, it won't be without its struggle, it won't be without its valley moments, but you will have more mountaintop moments than valley moments when you walk with Christ and look yeah. at him. So I want to encourage you, let's, let's walk and talk our way towards the future. Amen? Amen? We need to step out. Not just dream, but step out. Not Because not we're all dreaming. I know that God has plans and purposes. I know he wants to bless me and not harm me. Give me a, but, but, but there's no good just dreaming if we do nothing with the dream. We have to step out. And uh, I remember Melissa and I dreaming about our first home. And we talked about our first home. We dreamt about our first home. And we knew what, how many rooms we wanted. We knew what colour it wanted to be. And I want, I want bricks down the bottom and cladding up the top. We want colour bond roof. We want a little fence. We are going to have a nice driveway. The driveway should be brown or chocolate brown or black. We had these dreams for our house, which was amazing. But we had to do something with the dream that we had. Now that we dreamt, we had to go and buy a block of land. And after we found a block of land, we had to find the design that we wanted for the house. And then we had to go and ask a bank, will you lend us some money? We want to build our dream home. And then we, we had to do something. And then we had to do something. The dreaming about the home wasn't going to get us the home. Yeah. Then we both had three jobs that we worked six days a week. Whilst doing church, whilst doing youth, whilst doing everything. We, we both worked three jobs to save the deposit to get the loan, to buy the land, to get the design to build the house. 
We had to do something with God wants you to step out into the dream that he's already laid upon your heart. To step towards, to, to get active, to fight for, to work hard for what he wants to give to you. we got to dream, but then we got to step out. And there's a saying that a dream only works if you do. I like that. A dream only works if you do. I, I, and, and if it's not, I'm just, it's a daydream. Because it's, oh, I wish, and I want, and I hope. No, go out and create the future that you want by, by faith and action. The Bible says faith without works is dead, that we've got to dream, we've got to believe, but then we have to step out. We've got to take a step. Anyway, we're talking about walking and talking. Does anybody know somebody that talks a lot? I talk a lot here, but outside of this, I could I could, I could, pretty well do a, a week without talking. I'm, I'm good on my own, by myself. I like my own company. I let my thoughts run in my head, and that, that's how I formulate some stuff. But, I, but there are certain people that talk, 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 talk. They're talking about in detail their, their relationships and their vitamin regime and their workout practices and the schedule that's ahead. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just talking about people that... I think we all know somebody or people that talk a lot. Well, a certain person that I know that likes to talk, and they'll remain you know, nameless, of course, but they, they love to talk about everything. When their mobile phone rings, they can be walking a lot, and then they stop and start talking. And I'm like, it's a mobile phone. It's mobile. You can use it as you walk. You can keep moving and talk. You don't have to stop and talk. I know you for a moment perhaps you get it out and you engage it, but then you can keep moving. I think it's like certain people in life. We dream and we believe and then we start talking. But in talking, we stop walking. But God wants us to hear and move. To, to not just dream, but to move towards the dream as we commune with him. Yeah. And if, I, if I've if i learned anything, it's like, is that as I walk a thing out, I work it out. Yeah. Yeah. When I stop in the middle of an issue or a problem or a challenge, and I get bogged down in the middle of it. Yeah. But as I walk it out, I seem to work it out. As I walk through, you know, David said, though I walk through, the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Can I encourage each of us here today in your dream, in your challenge, in your victory, in your defeat, walk through because it's temporary. Everything in this life is temporary except the promises of God and the word of God. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to Ecclesiastes. I, I listen to the Bible as much as I read the Bible. And it's a funny book. I don't know if anybody's read in detail the book of Ecclesiastes, but Partway through, because it, it's just, there's a time and a season for everything in here. A time to plan, a time to reap, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to be at peace, a time to be at war, a time for everything. God has set everything in motion. Everything's perfect in its time. You set eternity in the hearts of man. Then you go a few more chapters, it goes, everything's useless. <laughs> everything's meaningless. It's futile. And you've got to really read and read and reread and not be so literal or lateral that everything's useless. It's not all useless. It's not all futile. It's, it's anything we do outside of God's will for our lives, his design and plan and purpose for our lives is meaningless. Because it says, what, what does it benefit a man to gather the whole world but lose his soul? So if I disconnect from the life source, what I get and acquire and accumulate, it 
It is meaningless. Yeah. But when I do it connected to God, it, it holds great purpose. And that's why, even referencing Trent before, the power of one. But it's not just the power of one that got out of addiction and the power of one that made a choice. It was the power of one that connected himself to the source of all life yeah. and said, he made a statement last week, he said, nothing matters to our family except the kingdom. I was just like, whoa. And the funny thing is, he's, he's given away our house. Not sold his house, gave away his brand new house that he just built. He's given away all his desires for self-gratification. And he's like, I'm going after souls. I'm populating heaven. I'm going after the kingdom. I'm going to glorify God, whatever I do. And can I tell you, he has a whole lot of fun in life as well. I, I travel to New Zealand quite regularly and we, we do a lot together. And, and it's fun. It's not boring. It's not. But it, if, it, if it doesn't hold kingdom values, Trent's like, let it go. We, we don't need it. I don't want it. And the, and the more he does that, the more God pours into his world. And I want to encourage us here this morning. The more we go after the things of God, the more we go after the heart of God, the more God will pour into our worlds. That you, as I said, there's no lack. There's no deficit in the kingdom. And the Bible says, if you seek me, you'll find me when you seek for me with all your heart. And honestly, with my head, I, I plan and scheme in life. But with my heart, I engage heaven yeah. and I engage God. Yeah. And you know, the Bible says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Yeah. I can do anything in life. And the, the fact of the matter is each of us can do anything we want in life. But it doesn't necessarily mean it will benefit us in life. It, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Let's keep walking towards the dream, not just dreaming, and then not just talking about it. Let's walk and talk. Yeah. Let's do something. Let's be active, proactive. Let's step out. Amen. I, I don't know about you. Big Eddie's just had a, an operation. When I had my hips done, the first thing the surgeon did when I got out of surgery, literally I had, a, I had a, the operation, I think I got out about 8 o'clock at night. I'm laying there in bed. The next morning they came and said, all right, we're going for a walk now. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, dude, have you seen the size of my leg? I've got, I've, I'm not walking anywhere. They said, yeah, you're going to get up out of bed. She said, the only way you're not getting up to walk is if you turn green and look like you're about to pass out. I'm like, wow. And she was she was a nice lady. She was a hard lady. But um, we became friends over the next seven days. But she said, if I don't get you moving, things aren't, things aren't going to work right. I need to get the blood flowing. I need to keep you active. That There is life in the flow. Yeah. There is life in the action. And so, so the, she got me up walking and I, apparently I didn't turn green and I, I, I started walking. It took me about half an hour to get up the aisle and back again. I got lapped by 90-year-old ladies and I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? But I, you, we've got to keep moving. We've got to keep active. We've got, don't sit down. Don't get stagnant. Don't, don't atrophy or don't seize up. Keep everything moving. Keep the blood flowing. Keep muscles moving. Make sure there's no blockages or irregularities. If I if I sit down in my thoughts, my thoughts take over. Yeah, yeah. The, the, my thoughts are useless. I need the mind of Christ. I need to I need to keep walking in His ways. Um, you know, a dietitian and a health professional, they also get people moving. They don't just give you a new diet and new foods to eat. They couple the good source with movement. Yeah, and and that's us as Christians. That's us as believers. I can I remember one guy. So there's, there's only one book you ever read. It's the Bible. Don't read anything but the Bible. It's the Bible is the sort that the only thing. I'm like, all right, I'll just have a diet of the Bible. And then he wrote a book. I'm like, hang on. What's going on? 
We need multiple sources. And I encourage you, feed your soul, feed your life, have good voices in your word, read the word, seek heaven, move, act, do. When we live in obedience to Christ, life works. Hebrews 6 1 says, Therefore, let us move. Everybody say move. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. Let's step out. Let's enlarge. Let's grow. Isaiah 54 says, enlarge the place of your town. It says, sing, O barren woman, you who have not born for more of the children of the desolate than that of the married woman. Enlarge the place here. We're meant to get bigger. Your capacity next year, capacity for faith, capacity to love, capacity to forgive, capacity to get generous should be bigger next year than it is today. We should be living beyond what I'm living today, tomorrow. And and this is what it's saying. Let's move beyond. Yes, we're saved. Saved by grace, through faith. It's not works. It's not me. We're saved. But let's not just be saved. Let's be saved and useful. Let's be saved and powerful. Let's be saved and transformed. Let's let's do something with the salvation that has been graced towards us. Let's step out. Main scripture I've got is Joshua 6.1. It says this. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands. It's kings, it's mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. All the men of war, you shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days, and the seven priests shall bear their trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow their trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall go, shall shout with great shout, the wall of the city will fall down flat, and all the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests, said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let the seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord's ark. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. This is good. This is good. So this is the story of the Israelites that have been freed from slavery. So the Israelites that God had led out of Egypt through the Red Sea that had uh, provided whales and and manna and quails (laughs) from heaven. Supernatural. There was no whales. There There was no whales. But he provided for them quail and manna. It says that he he. Their shoes and their clothing didn't wear out over a 40-year period. He'd freed them. He'd set them free. The Israelites, God's chosen people, were free, but they were wandering. They were free, but they weren't in victory. And here it says that Jericho, it said, was a fortified city, a city that had an army guarding it, a city whose walls were so wide that chariots could be driven around on the top of the walls. Uh, That was their promised land. That's where they were being led into. He says, see, I've given it to you. There you have it. We're outside. I've given it to you. It doesn't feel like it. Has God ever given you something? Promised you something, spoken something, revealed something to you, and you can see it. But how the heck do I get that? How do I take that? And I, I want to I want to encourage us this morning to possess our possessions, to walk into victory, not just to accept freedom. Because not everything that's good is God. Don't stop at good, walk towards God. Don't stop at I'm free from. Have you ever got breakthrough from 
that addiction or that attitude or that action. Or, I, I remember working with a guy and he swore a lot. So I'm in the construction industry, so this is not unusual. But he swore a lot. And one day we're in this confined space. We were setting up a cool room under a set of stairs at a commercial venue. And I couldn't get away from him. Usually throughout the process, no, Adam, I'm not talking about your dad. <laughs> no, never heard it out of your mouth. Um, but what I could usually get away from him. When he'd start firing up and he'd start dropping the F-bombs and everything else, I could usually get away from him. But this day I was confined and we were working on top of each other and something happened. And literally I, I got my tape and these, these aren't cheap and I, and I threw it on the ground. I said, stop it. And he, and he just looked at me shocked. He goes, what? I said, stop swearing. He goes, am I swearing? <laughs> he didn't even know that, that every second word, he couldn't, speak a sentence without beep and beep and bleep and beep and, and you know I wouldn't let my car, the kids in the car with him, I wouldn't let any. But the funny thing is, we, he goes, oh sorry about that, I won't, I'll try not to do that again. And it still kept happening, but over the course of the next 12 and 18 months, his wife came to me and said, I'm glad he works with you, because his language has changed. It's, he doesn't swear, and, and occasionally, but not much. And, and she just said, it's totally shifted. So he went from, he was a safe man, he was a, but his, his mouth hadn't been safe yet. <laughs> he just had to catch up with it. But the thing that we can change, we can get victory over those things that sometimes we don't even notice ourselves or identify in ourselves. That's why this is good. That's why community and doing life together is good because so often people see in us what we don't see of ourselves. And I don't know about you, but there's a saying that we often hold others to a higher account than ourselves. We'll, we'll look at the speck in their eye and we've still got that log that's in our eye just hitting people in the head every day. And I want to encourage us, let's, let's step towards, let's take some faith and action, couple it together and see walls come down in our lives. Amen? Amen. You know, and I, I just wrote this down, that faith plus action always leads to the fulfillment of dreams. So just saying I've got faith doesn't mean a whole lot if I don't do anything with the faith that I've got. Let's leave those elementary teachings and principles and let's move on towards growth and, and maturity in Christ. Let's grow towards strengthening. I want to be stronger tomorrow for the things that I'm going to have to face than I am today. I want to be more spiritually mature where I don't get upset about those little things. I don't take offense. I don't hold on to the things that people have done towards. I get above. I get beyond and I start to live as Christ wants me to live. And I'm convinced that God won't do for us what he wants to do through us. Yeah. We're crying out for the victory. You've led me through the Red Sea and you've fed me all these. Do you know what it says that the Israelites grumbled? They're being led towards the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, with, with grapes the size of a, a watermelon. You know, with the goodness of God is what it represents. And, and they grumbled when the manna and the quail stopped. They've eaten the same meal for 40 years. Let's not accept good over God. Yeah. Let's not grumble about it. You've spoon-fed me, and you've spoon-fed me. There's a, there's a time for spoon-feeding. If you're six months old, spoon-feeding's good. If you're 25, not so good. Yeah. Feed yourself. Pick your fork up. Get your knife. Cut your meat. Chew it well. Swallow whole. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it, as, as Christian believers, we need to walk in the ways of God. We need to consume the things of God. We need to grow and develop and become who we should be. 
age appropriate. Yeah. Amen? It's a bit, a bit rough, a bit tough. I'll, I'll dial it back. God loves you. He's for you. Not against you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Don't let yourself get stuck. Don't let yourself get bogged down. There's a saying that, that you can't steer a, 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 you know, a car in a garage or a ship that's at port. You've got to be moving. We have to be moving. And, and so I want to encourage you, dream. Dream big and dream audacious. And then let there be some momentum in your life towards the things that God's calling you to. I remember getting saved back in 93. Few weeks later, I was at youth. Six months later, we we're in youth ministry, and then we decided we're going to Bible college, and then we we're running youth, and then we're doing all these different things, and then got come on staff, and we passed it for 15 years, and it was good. Life is good. Traveling all over the world, seeing all these mighty ministries and massive churches and things like that, it was good. But I didn't feel like we were in victory. And same thing is like Trent. We, we we just built our dream home. We, we just had another child, and then we felt like God said, I'm calling you to do something. I'm like, what the heck? What do you mean? We've just, and it was good, and it was comfortable, and it was, we had a big mortgage, but we, we were managing, and we, we there was a rhythm and flow, and then we felt like, step out from where you, you've dreamed. You wanted to change lives. You wanted to be a blessing. Step out. So we did. And honestly, Noosa feels like victory. Not, not, not just good, but God. And it's hard. Not These nine years have been tough. And it's not without effort and intent and struggle. and you know, it, It's not without the what you have to do in the natural. But this feels like victory compared to what we were doing. And it was good. Don't settle for good when, if, if you're working and you're in a good, solid salary, but God's called you to own the business. Don't start that business. Don't just settle. We can't settle. We've got to be moving. We've got to move forward. We step into victory. Today we can step into victory. So I just want to briefly look. I've got a whole lot there, but I'm not going to get anywhere close to it. I want to look at what Joshua and the Israelites needed to do to gain access into the victory that had been promised. To see I have given you. But just because something's given doesn't, we've got to take a hold of what's given. And so often it's like, well, it's been given. Where is it? I'm sitting on my own, I'm on the Jason recliner, I'm waiting for it. When's it going to drop in my lap? No, go after it, do something with it. Joshua needed a vision of victory because all he saw was a fortified city. All he saw was a promise that was walled up and impenetrable. And you might be looking at the same wall today. A, a wall of impossibility, a wall of how could I? Get a vision for that wall coming down. Get a Because he said, I've already given it to you and all you have to do. I don't know about you, there's plenty of walls around Noosa and I'm, I'm pretty convinced that if I just walk around them, they're not going to start to crack and crumble. They're not just going to fall over flat. But it wasn't in the action that was in the faith and action, in the obedience to what has God asked you to do to bring down your wall? It may not be walk around it. It may be speak to it. It may be God will give you strategy and ideas of how to bring those walls down. And we've all got situations and circumstances that seem impossible right now, but the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. So I want to encourage you here that that wall can come down. 
that impossibility can be made possible. As we allow faith to rise, as we go, God, tell me what to do and I'll do it. What does Proverbs say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead, lead on on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your paths. Amazing thing is, there's a scripture that says, there is a way that seems right to man, but in its end is death. But God wants to lead you in a path of life. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Why is it so hard for us in our human nature to not walk in God's ways? Like, honestly, I've got plans for you. I'm leading you and guiding you. With me, there's victory assured. My strength is sufficient for you. My joy will carry you. God, I want to do my own thing. That's all of us. It's not, it's not just, it's all of us. Let's push back on that. Let's go, God, your way. I want victory in you. And the amazing thing was that, that Joshua needed to see beyond what he saw. We need to see beyond what we see. Bad English, good theology. We need to spiritually see beyond what we see with our eyes. And I want to encourage you, close your eyes and dream. Say, Holy Spirit, show me what you have for me. Show me how I get beyond this, this wall. Show me how I get into victory. Show me how I stop wandering in life. God, I want to stop wandering. I want to enter into it. I feel like now's the time to stop wandering. Let's go for a walk. Let's let God talk and let's enter into the victory that he has for us. Now it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. As we're praying this morning, Justin, we live by faith and not by sight. It's so easy to acquiesce to my, my circumstance and my situation because of what I see. But the spirit man wants to rise above and give you a heavenly perspective of life as it really can be. Don't let the devil limit and, and, and hamstring what God has already enabled and empowered. Jericho was fortified, but God said, I have given it to you. The amazing thing is we already have the victory that we need on the inside of us. We already have that. We just need to open our mouths and speak. We need to open our mouths and speak and then start to walk in what we've just declared. You can't walk contrary to what you speak. If you do, it undoes the profession and the proclamation and the prophecy that you've just made. Walk the, you know, it says the integrity of the upright will guide them, but the unjust are destroyed by their duplicity. Proverbs 11. Let's let's let our yes be yes, our no be no. Let's walk true. Let's walk towards what we believe. Amen. Amen. I think God wants to couple His power with our action. Ephesians 3. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine, to Him be the glory. I think God just wants to blow you away. God wants you to speak and then he wants to show up and show off and do more than you've ever declared. He's dreaming bigger than you're dreaming for your life. He's seeing more than you can see for your life. Let's step into that slipstream and that flow of what he has for us. Amen. Amen. Second thing is this, we've got to start walking in the vision. Joshua needed to start walking. And as we said, just walk around this city once a day. On the last day, do it seven times. And on the seventh time, something's going to happen. Zig Ziglar once said, "With uh, vision without action is a daydream. We know that God calls those things that aren't as though they are. We need to start living beyond the constraints of our five senses and start living in the spirit realm. The thing is, it's, it's hard. How long do I have to do this for? 
How, how many times do I have to walk around that, that city? As many times as it takes. Unmet, as many times that until you start hearing that cracking and you see that see those blocks start to fall. Just keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. You will get there. You're entering into victory. Just keep going. Don't give up. It says, do not grow weary in doing good for in due season. You will reap a heart if you don't give in. Don't give in. Keep walking. Victory is assured. You've got to, third thing is you've got to carry worship in your heart, a song in your spirit. You, you have to allow yourself to be energized and buoyed by, by worship that just originates on the inside and emanates to the outside. Be a worshiper. Be like David. Be like that just finds the good and sings about it. I don't know about you, when CJ starts singing, when Michelle starts singing, when Drew starts singing, it just something happens. I'm shifted and transported. And, and what I felt five minutes before standing there, it, it dissipates. And I, and I start to find myself in another realm and another zone. Worship. Worship your way through your worst days. Worship your way into victory. Praise God. Lift high a song of praise. Paul and Silas shackled in prison. Wrongly, wrongly accused. You might be facing all these things today. Sing and watch those shackles drop from your arms. Sing and watch those, those prison doors fling wide open. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let's live in victory, church, because when I'm in victory, I can lead others to victory. When I've overcome and proven to be myself to be an overcomer, I can lead others into that place of overcoming. I can stand alongside them. I can be their strength when they're weak. I can be the encouragement when they have no strength on the inside. You have every single thing that you need on the inside of you to change the world. Go out and change the world. Go out and love people into a place of peace where they can receive Christ. Go out and do something that, that allows scales to fall from people's eyes so they can truly see. We stand here and say, how good is life? How good is God? How, how good is it to get? Some people can't see them. Some people right now are so heavily burdened down, so oppressed of the devil, they can't see the goodness that we can see. But the thing that sustained David all the days of his life was he anticipated God's goodness. I want to bring that to other people, a, a spirit of anticipation that good things are going to happen. Most people I know, they're anticipating bad things to happen. They're looking at what might be. The, the fact of the matter is most things we fear will never even happen. I'm just going to just look towards the good. Look towards the positive. Look, I'm going to put my mind on the things of Christ. Whatever is good, whatever is pleasant, whatever is peaceable, whatever is lovely, think on these things. I want you to have the best week of your life. I want you to be so full of anticipation of God's goodness going before you that it doesn't even surprise you when the miracles take place, when the healing takes place, when the breakthrough in circumstances. Mark's been blowing me away lately. You're a, you're a great man. Told me a story the other week about his ex-wife and praying for his ex-wife and, and things shifting circumstantially in that, in that realm. And then he comes up to me this morning, he said, I took a stand in a certain issue and, and I just wasn't going to back down because I knew it was the right thing to do. And right now I'm being offered a job in this area that is far better than it used to be with less restriction and limit. That's the goodness of God. And I feel like something shifted in you and mindsets and, and things like that. You, you held on to things for a certain period and you let it go and said, God, all right, show me your real. And start seeking him 
and praying and reading and that, and then things have just shifted and turned around. And honestly, your countenance looks different than you did six months ago. And I say that in a great way, that you're a, you're a shining light and God's doing things in your world. So the same, I would say just keep walking that out. Just every day, keep walking that. Let him bless you beyond your wildest. The amazing thing is some people don't want to be blessed because they don't want to be seen as greedy. Or let God so flippin' ridiculously bless you that you can't contain all the blessing you have and start giving it away. Give it to those in need. Give it to those that God brings across your path. Whatever it is, it may just be love. It may not necessarily be finance, but pour out and pour out and pour out and let's let Christ be seen in our community. Amen? You know, worshipping and complaining can't coexist. They never entered into A whole generation had to die before a new generation could enter into the promised land. God wasn't going to let a, a generation of complaining, whining, faithless people enter into his promises. We have to get rid of complaining and whining and woe is me. We have to rise up, lift our eyes and say, despite my circumstances. I love Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. King Nebuchadnezzar says, I'm going to throw you into the fire if you don't bow down and worship me. They said, King, we're not going to worship you. We don't care how big the statue is. We're going to worship the one true living God. Because you don't understand, I'm going to heat the furnace seven times hotter. I'm going to throw you in. You will die. We may die, but we are not going to bow down and worship anything but our God. And you know the story. They get thrown in and the king's freaking out because those that threw them in, they all die. But it says he looked in and there was four in the fire. We sing that song, Another in the Fire. I want to encourage you, step towards your dreams. There's another in the fire. There's another in the storm. There's another carrying you. There's another sustaining you. God is with you closer than a brother. This is going to be a sensational week. I want to do something a little crazy this morning. Probably like a Christian, you're an idiot. CJ, can I get you to come back up here? I want us to let out a shout of victory this morning, despite our circumstances. And I want you to, we're, 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 I'm not sure why, but we're a, we're a quiet crowd. Uh, we, we sit and listen intently. I love that. I want us to do something this morning in line with your greatest level of need in your world. The, the most fortified area of your life, the most guarded, highly guarded and fortified area of your life that you need breakthrough to enter into, into victory. I want to stand to our feet, close your eyes, your hands, do whatever you want to do. I want to let out a shout of victory this morning that says, God, I believe you. I believe you're good. I believe your promises are true. I believe you're leading me towards victory. Yes, you've taken me out of the world. You've taken me out of death. You've brought me into life, but I want to live in victory today. So we stand to our feet this morning. I know this is crazy. This may be outside of your personality type or comfort zone or any other thing. It is for me. I, I used to hate public speaking. I never wanted to get up in front of anyone. I didn't feel like I had anything to say. But you've got to step beyond what you feel at times. And honestly, I want breakthrough in your world. I want you to live in victory. If it's health, if it's relational, if it's financial, if it's mental, if it's spiritual, whatever. What area do you need breakthrough in this morning? Let's declare it. And then let's shout and cheer and thank God for it. Because I'm telling you, walls are coming down. 
walls around your life, walls around your thoughts, walls are coming down this morning. The devil is a liar and a thief. Jesus Christ came to give you life and life more abundantly. He came to fill you, not take from you. He came to pour out his spirit to refresh you and strengthen you. Father, we thank you this morning. You're a good and loving Father. We thank you, Lord God. And we don't just live free from the past. We're walking into victory this morning, Lord God. We walk in your ways. We're led by your spirit. We thank you, Heavenly Father. You brought each and every one of us, Lord God, to bring change to the world, to bring life, to be the givers of, of light, Lord God, and hope and peace and joy to every single person we meet. I thank you, Lord God, right now, Lord God, for the works of the enemy to cease in people's lives, for miracles to come, for breakthrough to be entered into this morning. I declare it over every person here. Those who would be here this morning, Lord God, we worship you and we thank you. And we love you, Heavenly Father. You are magnificent, God. I thank you. Supernatural. Visual strength of the weak ahead. I thank you for a stirring on the inside, Lord God. That we won't remain the same. We won't sit down. We won't back up. That each and every one of us has has cause and purpose pulsating through our veins. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Let peace reign, Lord God, in this house this morning. Let peace reign. Jesus. On the count of three, I just want you to give out a shout. You might feel weird. You might feel awkward. I, might feel, I, I just want you to do it anyway. I want you to clap. I want you to shout. I want you to cheer. And I want you to agree with God. The walls are coming down. Breakthrough is entering. Victory is entering. I want you to do it right now. Believing in your heart that God is going to work a miracle in your circumstances. One, two, three. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.